The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Right now we're going to finish the chapter, Psalm chapter 107. Psalm chapter 107, and we're going to finish the last section of this. And often what I like to do, and I'm going to start with this, is kind of the premise of where I want to go with these for the next 10 or so minutes. Uh, there's been the question asked throughout ages of, any, of many Christians. We've asked it. I'm sure you've asked it. Um, you know, we know that our salvation is not based on works. God doesn't view somebody a certain way because he's better than other people. Um, you're not looked at, well, he likes me better than you because I'm good or righteous or whatever term you want to use. But the question comes, does God notice when somebody is obedient over someone who's not? Is, is there punishment? Is there blessing? And, and actually what we're going to look at today is we're going to look at what God says and how he responds. He responds to those who are righteous. And the term righteous in the section we're going to look at today literally means going the right way. It's not a positional. Usually the term righteous in scripture references our position. It's that because we're in the family of Jesus, Jesus imputes righteousness on us. It's a positional thing. I'm in his family. I'm going to go to heaven because I'm part of his family. It's not, it's not me. It's not my position. It's not me as a person. It's what Jesus does. But in this situation, the verse right, word righteous we'll see in a moment actually talks about going the right way. So we're going to see God's response to people when they go the right way and when they don't. And so let's go ahead and begin in verse number 33. Remember in verse 32, he finished the last phrase by saying, Let them exalt all him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. So he, he just got done talking about seeing another aspect of God's working that we should praise him for that. In verse 33, he continues, He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness, and for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may, be, uh, may, that they may prepare a city for habitations, and sow the fields, and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blesses them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffereth not their cattle to de uh, decrease. So the first few verses, what we see here is he talks about that he can take a very plenteous place of rivers and water and turn it into a wilderness or dry ground. He can take a fruitful land into barrenness or to a desert or to famine. On the other hand, he can take a wilderness and make it fruitful. He can take dry ground water springs, maketh those who are hungry to be able to dwell. Now, obviously, it's an, it's an allegory. It's a picture of what could happen. And simply to what he's saying is, God has the power as he watches those who follow him. He has the power to see those that are, that are right and that are doing right, even though we, however the world sees, they're doing right because God sees the heart. He says he has the ability to take a barren area and make it fruitful. He's got the ability to make something that seems so plenteous from the human man standpoint, this is great, and he's got the ability to make it empty and make it dry. And that's really what he's talking about. He talks about the direction of the people. He says, really, the, if we're going to follow God and be in obedience, God can take even the worst of circumstances and he can use it to bless people. But when you see others and they seem so great and so blessed, be careful because God says he can take even the most plenteous of circumstances and turn it into wilderness. It simply comes down to the God's ability of what God can do, which we know, but what God will do. 
And simply, when we live in obedience to God, we can, we will, and can enjoy blessing. Please understand, that does not mean, I don't want to go to what many call prosperity gospel, where it says, if I do right, God is dictated to give, and that's not the premise. I don't, one of the primary premises I struggle with prosperity gospel, one, it's not biblical, but two, it places me as God. So if I do these many things for God, God is somehow commanded through scripture to take care of me. I, we can be very careful with that. It's very humanistic in its setting. Okay, I will serve because of what God can give me. It's very narcissistic. It's very much about me. I serve because I love God. Now, God in turn is blessed. When I give to him, give to, through his church, he's promised to provide my needs. He's not always promised to make me wealthy, but yet sometimes he does that as well. The key is, as long as I'm faithful with what he's given me, he says, I, I will give you more. And that's what we have to look at. But those who say, I don't like this, I don't want this, God says, listen, you can go your way, but I might, I have the ability to take even things away. And it simply comes down to God sees where we're going. He says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, behold the evil and the good. God sees both. God's not just watching the bad or the good, waiting for them to mess up or ignoring the bad. God desires to bless. God desires to honor those who follow him in obedience. He really does. And so he challenges us to be obedient. Verse 38, he blesses them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Now he goes again and he talks about what he can do in the negative sense. Verse 39, again, they are minished and brought low through oppression, afflicted in affliction and sorrow. He pours contempt Upon, on, uh, upon princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. So he, he, he can bring down struggle. He even on the princes, he can cause them to wander where there's no answer for them. Verse 41, yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh his families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice in all the iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So he goes, the wise person will recognize certain things. So when we look at what's happening, we, a wise person is not going to immediately respond based upon what seems to be circumstances. I have a very practical and simple application to that is a wise person is not going to be immediately thrown off by what appears to be, whether what, what's seen on social media, what people say, or, or the front people want to say. Listen, we know God, we know what he's doing, and we're not going to react or get frustrated or upset by what we think other people are doing or how they're being blessed or joined. Our responsibility is just to walk with God and, and, and to live in the blessings of God and, and accept God's presence in the trials and all of these things and just expect that God will work. And a wise person's going to watch. First of all, a wise person realizes that God is rarely, God just does not react immediately. He's not a reactionary God. He responds. This happens, and he, he's a long-suffering God, so he's going to give time. But ultimately, my actions and my decisions, as we've talked about yesterday, will result in their own consequences and results. A wise person realizes that God is long-suffering, he gives time, and so you just sit back and just watch God work. Which means, God may not, you know, if I do right today, if I, if I obey and I do right today, and I, I give a track or I witness to a friend, invite him to church, man, they're not coming right away. That may not be how God works. 
but God may ultimately bless that. The key is just remain faithful. Remain faithful, do, obey, and just let God take care of all the other details. This is kind of where the balance of free will of man and the sovereignty of God come into play. See, the free will of man says, this is what the Bible says, I will obey it no matter what seems to be the consequences. I want to be right with God, so if God speaks to my heart, I'm going to get it right with him. I'm going to let him change me. I'm going to let him mature me. But I'm going to continue just to follow God no matter what seems to be the current circumstances, and then I'm going to allow the sovereignty of God to bless that. I'm going to allow the sovereignty of God to continue to work. I do my part, and then I wait for God to do his. The key is I'm not in control of this part. It's the part I really want to control, but I'm not. I'm in control of this part where I can only obey. So as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a man, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to obey. I'm going to do the best I can to lead and encourage my family. And in obedience, even though it's not always easy in obedience, and I'm going to let God take care of the rest of that. And that's, that is, some, and honestly, it's one of the harder things we do. But if we can trust in this, a wise person will recognize that, listen, God's in control. He doesn't react the way we do. And we just have to trust him that he is not, he's not ignorant or ignoring obedience or f- disobedience for that matter. He's watching and he's working and we just got to trust. We just got to be faithful that God will do and he will act as is righteous, as is right, because he is God. And we just have to remain faithful to him. And I hope that, that you will do that today. Don't, don't get discouraged when things don't seem to be working the way we hope they would or the way we think we should or when it seems like those who are doing wrong seem to be blessed, or at least we think they shouldn't be. Either way we look at it, it's an easy way for us to kind of think. Let's just keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And God's going to work. He will bless. He blesses obedience. He blesses faithfulness. And he blesses a faith that continues to go forward. And may we continue. May we continue to just keep our faith focused in him and our eyes focused in him. And then wait and see how he will work, what only he can do. Thanks for joining us this morning on this Wednesday edition. I hope you hope this was a help, and I hope tomorrow you'll join us again. I hope you maybe can join us tonight in person here at 7 o'clock or online at 7 for the Adult Bible Study. And we just greatly appreciate the chance to be part of your day just for a few moments. Hope it was encouragement, and we hope you'll join us again tomorrow.